Veterinarian. For most of us, that's not a word we associate with modern food production. In fact, if you don't have a pet, you might not think about veterinarians much at all. The truth, however, is that veterinarians are an integral part of modern livestock production. This isn't just late night emergency calls, but rather vets are active partners with producers in managing health, reproduction, nutrition, and welfare. My guest today is Dr. Kelly Barrett, a vet and partner in Heartland Vet Services in Listowel, Ontario. She is a large animal veterinarian with a primary focus on dairy cattle. My name is Mike Von Masso, and this is the Food Focus Podcast. In this episode, I talked to Kelly about what a dairy vet does and her partnership with producers. She highlights that while there are still nighttime calls, she now visits her clients every two weeks to work on prevention and proactive herd management. We talk about her path to becoming a veterinarian. In the past generation, there has been a significant shift towards female veterinarians and vet practices have taken steps like growing through consolidation to provide better work-life balance and allow time and space for families. In fact, if you're watching this on YouTube, you will see Kelly's new baby on her lap while we're recording this episode. Vets play a role beyond the farm too. They're active in food safety through meat inspection, and Kelly also works with Dairy Farmers of Ontario on milk quality initiatives. We close the episode with a discussion of one of Kelly's priorities, mental health in agriculture. Farming can be a solitary endeavor, and vets are a primary point of interaction and can be important in identifying and helping mental health issues. I am sure you'll find this conversation interesting. Well, hello, Kelly. Thanks for taking the time. It looks like it's a busy time, and I appreciate you you uh, you joining me today. Yeah, no problem. This is me and Archie. He's almost three months old, and I don't go very far without him these days. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that. That uh, That's an exciting time in your life, and it's your second one, if I recall, right? Yep, that's right. The, my first uh, is Noah. He is two and a half years old, and uh, he is farming with his dad today. I told oh, them they had good. to stay out and keep it quiet, but we'll see what we can do. <laughs> uh, good. So, so I, one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you today is I think that people generally don't have an understanding of, of, of the complexities of modern agricultural production, modern food production, and really don't have a sense of where their food comes from. And, and many people have this sort of romantic idea of the solitary farmer, which in some regards is true, but, but don't have a, an understanding of the, of the depth and breadth of the team that supports the modern farmer. And so I thought I'd take a chance, uh, uh, take an opportunity to chat with you who, who is a veterinarian uh, and, and get a sense of what you do on a day-to-day basis when you're not uh, home with a, with a yeah. newborn. What, what, what do you see your role as a veterinarian as? I, I see my, well, for, first of all, thanks for inviting me. I'm happy to to do this. I do have a little bit more time on my hands, although it's not as uh, as free time as I would, uh, as I might be used to having. Um, yeah. I, I would describe my role as a, as a food animal veterinarian, and, and I mostly do dairy practice, as, uh, as a 
a team player or even as a as a coach um, for producers in respect to animal health. I think um, you know farmers are, are well versed in in taking care of animals. That is their um, livelihood. It's what they do day in and day out, and they and they love their animals very much um, as far as you know what their job is and my role is to help them to optimize the care that is given to their animals and by say when I say care I mean everything from diseases and and emergency situations like calvings and uh, cows that aren't feeling well off feed but but also um, in the broader scheme of things when it comes to prevention of disease so implementing protocols um, to prevent to prevent disease, whether that be from a nutritional standpoint, whether that be from a animal welfare standpoint, um, or even just um, re- reproduction is a huge part of, of dairy farming. And so making sure that all of the animals are, are meeting their goals and to be optimal for health and, and production for the farmer. You know, many of us have you know, I have uh, we we have pets here, not cows, but we have pets here, and and sort of do our annual visit for vaccines and those sorts of things, and then go see the vet if we have an issue with with one of the dogs. Your relationship with a dairy farmer is really fundamentally different than most people will have with their veterinarian as a pet. You're going there regularly as a as a pro, as you said, a proactive coach or advisor in the management of that herd. Yeah, absolutely. Most of my clients, I'm I'm arriving at their farm for a herd health check every two weeks. So, um, you know, we, we talk about it, you know, I, I see my clients more than I see my friends, right? Like, I think that's, that's something that um, is maybe not understood by by the general population is we really become um, closer than just the the normal vet client patient relationship, I would say. Um, And and that's one of the reasons why I love my job as much as I do is is I get to develop those relationships, the ongoing conversations, um, and I get to follow things very closely, whether that be the data on the farm, um, the the progress of of individual animals, or even just the progress of the family in general, right? Like um, getting to know the the ins and outs of of the children's schedules and, and what's going on. So yeah, my role um, and my relationship with my clients is, is very close. Yeah. And, 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 and that really, uh, that, that's, that's an important, uh, it's important to have that relationship, not only so that you can have challenging conversations if challenging yes. conversations are required, but also to build that trust because uh Farmers have a lot invested in their operations and and they need to trust the advice that you give them and the perspectives that they give them and the recommendations that you make in, in order for you to be able to make a real difference on that farm. Yeah, I mean, these are multi-million dollar operations in, in most cases, right? Even the smallest of family farms have an incredible amount invested, not just financially, but but emotionally and and. Uh, and generationally, because I think that's um, that's something. It was actually just I was reminded of it just recently. We um, unfortunately lost one of my colleagues, Dr. Dave Hunsberger, uh, suddenly to an illness after uh, forty years of practice. And I was reminded of just how important our relationships are by those clients um, when we were. Um, 
talking about his passing. And, you know, a lot of those clients, he had been the herd veterinarian for four generations of farmers. And wow. And that speaks volumes to me of the level of trust and the loyalty and the commitment that he had to those farms and that those farmers had to him. And, uh, you know, it's why we do it. And, and it, it, it is so, um, the emotional paycheck, um, you know, as much as I'm invested in the, in the financial paycheck of the, of the, of the farmer, right. My goal is to, for him to be successful, him or her to be successful. Um, the emotional paycheck is, is by far more valuable to me. Yeah. Just, just, and, and, as, as I was telling you before we started to record, I've done some ride-alongs with dairy vets and, and I, I was always struck by uh, when, when you show up on a herd health visit, the first thing isn't how's this cow or how's this cow, it's how's the family, how's this son who, or daughter who's off at university or, or uh, you know, I, I remember someone wasn't feeling well last time, is everything good? It is really that, that, fundamentally different than 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 I have with my veterinarian when my when I take my dogs in yeah yeah so it's interesting I was looking you up before before we chatted and and you actually live on a dairy farm as well right I do I do and 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 does that change your perspective or has it oh yes or or really (laughs) change your perspective relative to your veterinary practice yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I, so I did not grow up on a farm, right? I'm from a, I'm a town kid from Terra, um, and and um, didn't have a ton of exposure to dairy farms in general until I became a teenager and started riding around with uh, a local veterinarian, and and then was you know enamored with it, right? These cows, you can pet them, and and it's wonderful, and they always have hot water in the barn, and so it like it was it was a great and it really pushed me in that direction. Um, and then, you know, to come full circle now living on a dairy farm, being immersed in it day to day, I have a, I have a whole, I mean, I was always had very high level of respect for what it took to be a dairy farmer. And now it's just, it's, I I know that I don't have the uh, capabilities, uh, diverse capabilities that, that these dairy farmers have. They truly are amazing. And, it also gives me, I think, I think a different level of empathy towards them. I think, you know, the, I know now how much it means when you check in, I think the relationships and and keeping that finger on the pulse of what's happening for each individual and understanding their individual circumstances has really strengthened my relationships with my clients. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because, uh, I, 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 that's, that's exactly what I expected is, is you have a, a better sense of, of some of the things that can go wrong on a day-to-day basis or that can, yeah. that can drive people nuts. The little, the little bumps in the road. Yeah. Big storm last night. The, uh, the power was out and uh, you know, it's kind of funny that I was still, still at home. I hadn't headed to the barn yet for milking. Um, and you know, I'm hiding in the basement with this big storm coming through the power goes out and uh, you know, my, I'm not from a farm. So my mom sends me this, uh, Snapchat. My mom is on Snapchat. She sends me a message. Yeah. Is, is Adam going to have to milk the cows by hand? And I just laughed, right? Like, no, we definitely don't have to milk the cows by hand. And and boy, am I ever grateful for those types of things, right? Uh, yeah, I think no. it's, yeah, like, 
just just amazing. Yeah. So so and 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 those things that that people really don't think about, like a backup generator for mm -hmm. when the power goes out that kicks in and allows you not only to to run the operation and milk the cows, but to ensure from a food safety perspective that the milk that is already in the tank before it gets picked up stays cold and maintains the cold chain and, and all of those. I, I thought I would switch gears before uh, just for a minute because I know that you also have a role with Dairy Farmers of Ontario as a, as a, as a milk quality analyst, or I'm not sure if I'm getting yep. the, the, the terminology correct. Uh, and, and, and again, another role that people may not think about in the context of a veterinarian. Yeah, veterinarians, especially food animal veterinarians, uh, are, are heavily involved in food safety, right? Making sure that the um, products that are used on farm, so in particular medications, um, are used appropriately and that they uh, appropriate withdrawal times are followed and, and so on. Um, and, and in Canada, we're fortunate to have a national quality assurance program that encompasses food safety and milk quality. Um, and so my role with Dairy Farmers of Ontario um, is to be a liaison between the, the industry, so Dairy Farmers of Ontario and veterinarians, because we recognize that the role of the veterinarian on, on dairy farms is, is very important. And we have that regular contact and we can then um, pass on information and assist the farmers in, in meeting the requirements of, the, of those programs, whether it be food safety animal care, biosecurity, um, it, it, there's a variety of things included, um, but in particular milk quality, right? I think that's, um, there, there's a lot of effort and a lot of information goes into making sure that the milk that leaves each farm is nutritious and safe and comes from healthy cows. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's interesting because many people will have no idea of the degree of uh, of regulation and guidelines mm. that that uh, producers have to meet that this isn't just you know, sorry, you know pardon the, the wild west there are not only are our, our farmers have a strong vested interest in doing things the right way but there are explicit standards on as you said animal care uh, and and food safety and other things that 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 uh, they're held to account for absolutely yeah yeah, it's, it's very extensive. And uh, that's another thing that I have a whole new appreciation for living on the farm is, you know, the, the amount of time and effort it takes to keep up with those standards and, and how closely it's monitored, you know, um, thank goodness, uh, you know, in some respects for our cell phones and, and easy access to technology to be updated on those, that information multiple times a day. Yeah, it, it, again, People have no idea that, you know, a farmer can be almost anywhere and be getting updates uh, on their phone uh, to make sure everything is still within the within the acceptable limits on the cold chain, the bulk tank and all of those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's take a step back and 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 sort of ask you a, a couple of uh, more questions related directly to Kelly. You, you talked, you didn't grow up on a farm. How did you decide to become a veterinarian generally and then choose large animal practice specifically? Because we know that that one of the challenges we have in rural Canada, and, and I would say across North America and in probably in other countries as well, 
is finding people to be large animal veterinarians. How did you how did you get there? Um, the beginning of the story is is not surprising. I wanted to be a vet since I was in kindergarten. Um, yeah. You know, that was, it was, I had a little cat and that was great. And, and then of course, when I turned nine, I got my first horse. And so then I was a horse girl and I worked for a, I did a co-op in high school with a horse vet and, and that was where I wanted to go. Um, but like many people, um, getting into vet school is really hard. Um, you, yeah. It's, you have to have really high marks, but you also have to demonstrate um, a knowledge and a, and a desire to be a part of the industry. And so I applied for a job on a dairy farm and luckily enough, I got the job and I actually moved in with the family and milked cows and learned how to drive a tractor for the summer. Um, it was a wonderful experience. I, I, um, I learned a lot and I, and I, I knew at that moment that I wanted to be around dairy cows. Um, and that, I think that did help me get into vet school. And once in vet school, I continued that by working for um, various professors in the department of pop med, Dave Kelton, Ken Leslie. Um, and it, it just, it just grew from there. And it really does come full circle. I am now the herd veterinarian for that dairy farm that took a chance on some town kid to uh, to move in with them and and milk cows. And so um, it, it, it truly has been a, a wonderful journey and experience. Um, and and it you're absolutely right. I mean, we go through cycles of times when veterinarians can't find a job, and times when it's hard to find veterinarians. And and right now we are desperate to find large animal veterinarians, small animal veterinarians too, um, but but in particular, uh, large animal veterinarians. Yeah, so so that's that's a that's a that's a cool story, and it's interesting because I ended up in agriculture, not coming from a farm as well. So I'm always keen to hear to hear those stories. You know, I remember I'm I went to Guelph uh, quite a bit of time before you did, Kelly, and and so I, I remember when I was young watching those those BBC James Harriet TV shows uh, and and that sort of antiquated vision of what a veterinarian does and and you know you saw people frequently and and when I worked in the industry too you know vets working weekends uh, on call you know in small practices every weekend or every second weekend difficult to have a family and we see you there with with your baby and and managing it and i looked at heartlands uh, at the team page at at your clinic's website and there are far more women in practice than there were uh, uh, several generations ago and even a generation ago in large animal practice what are some of the things that that veterinarians and 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 clinics are doing to 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 make it still a hard job but to make it easier to to attract people to the profession um there's so much so much stuff i want to touch on with that because it's something i am really passionate about um as an owner of of one of the owners of heartland um when i started there i was the only female large animal veterinarian um i wasn't the first um, thank goodness for those women who who you know paved the way paved the way for me. Um, but you know a lot has changed in sixteen and a half years in practice. Um, now we're mostly women, and as much as um, you know, 
James Harriet had had a role to play. I'm not going to lie about me wanting to become a veterinarian, right? Those stories and it is wonderful yeah. and it and it probably helped me become a food animal veterinarian in the end because it's that those relationships that I that I really enjoy. Um, but being a part of a large practice, I think, is was extremely important to me from a work life balance standpoint. You know, I wanted to be in a group that um, you know being on call. Um, every other, every third weekend is, is okay if there's not that many calls. But if you look after a lot of animals, um, and, and in our practice, we're approaching 20,000 dairy cows that we that we care for, you need a lot of people to cover the geographic area and to um, cover the number of calls. So you don't want to be on call for a whole week straight. That would be very detrimental, I think, to your mental health and also to your family life. Um, so so I think that that's a big thing is is putting a real emphasis on that and making a true effort to prioritize um, people's families and priorities um, within your schedule. And so um, ever since I had my first child, I went back at four days a week. Boy, I don't think I think you'd be hard pressed to find me ever go back to five days a week now knowing what it's like to work four days a week. And, and I think that um, the idea that you have to... Um, work yourself to the ground is disappearing. I, certainly when I started, it's what I wanted to do. I, it was a rite of passage in a way. And, and I don't think that's a good um, image that we want to portray in veterinary medicine if we want people to stay in practice, right? We want it to be, yes, it's a hard job. And, and, and the James Harriet stuff never goes away. You still get to go out and see, you know, very, sweet things and, and endearing stories about certain animals. Um, but the, the focus should be on prevention and, and be able to accomplish the majority of your work during the workday. Yeah. Yeah. So that there are fewer emergencies. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's interesting to hear, you know, talking about, you know, working four days a week, but, but that, that means that you work longer, that you'll, that you'll have both the energy and it's a very physical job too. You know, I've, I, you know, talked to veterinarians and, and shoulders and, and other, uh, other body parts that, that, that get sore. And, and if you manage that with spreading the emergency workload across a big practice, uh, maybe working a little bit less intensely, uh, your career can be longer. Yeah, and, and I, I will say that as the students come along and, and new veterinarians come along and more women come into practice, and it's so hard to say this without sounding like I'm being offensive of men in practice, but we do have to work a little bit smarter than harder. I have some colleagues and, and you know co-workers that are so much stronger than me, I mean, but yet they still can't manhandle a 1800 pound cow, right? The, the yeah. reality is, is that yeah, strength is, is wonderful. Height and arm length are all wonderful factors in, in your success sometimes, but in a way being a, a smaller person and, and uh, maybe not quite as much sheer power in those shoulders makes you realize that me, I, you know what, I don't need to do that. There's another way. And, and hopefully that will help, you know, the longevity of, of, of those people in large animal practice. Yeah. And, 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 you know, demonstrating that you can have a family and enjoy, enjoy life as a veterinarian and enjoy life beyond being a veterinarian, I think is an important example for people coming into the industry. 
Yeah. And, and I'll admit, you know, I, I kind of came into it into the motherhood game a little bit later. I, I achieved a lot of the things in my career that I, um, that I had set my mind to. And, and I think the passion for doing that had, had a lot to play that, you know, having a family didn't seem like it was a good option in my younger years. Um, and, you know, life, life happens and, and things change. And now it, it's a priority for me and, and, and it is possible. And I love to um, interact with students and just be like, like, look, you, you can do this. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard, but but yeah. at the same time, it, it's really rewarding, and it doesn't have to stall your career. I think that that's a big fear. You know, you've invested the money and the time to to get your vet degree. Maybe you don't want to take the time off for a maternity leave, but it, but the clients are very understanding. When you look around, a lot of them are parents as well, and they've been nothing but supportive. It, it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, my wife is a is a dentist and you know went into a partnership went into a practice and wrestled with many of the same things uh, and uh, you know got established and then we decided to have a family and 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 managed all of those uh, similar issues uh, in a small town uh, that you're talking about and and I think we've come a long way in in opening our eyes and saying yeah we can do this and 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 striking the appropriate balance, although sometimes I'd argue she works a little too hard, uh, striking striking that right balance. And I think it's I think it's been good. Uh, and as you say, uh, you probably bring a slightly different perspective uh, to veterinary practice than many men would. And 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 having both within a larger practice is is probably invaluable. Yeah. So. I'm going to. I've, I've taken about as much of your time as I promised. I want to. I want to just cover one one last topic because I I think it's one that that's important to you. You and I were on a panel uh, last fall uh, about sort of COVID and and farming and and uh, one one of the things that I remember us talking about is. Uh, the importance of checking in the you know of of people. Uh, you know, the the last eighteen months have been stressful for all of us. Uh, you know, it's probably been least disruptive in many dairy farms. I I, I talked to one dairy farmer and, and she told me that they've been you know we've been socially distancing for forty years. But 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 I think the role of the veterinarian also in that relationship is sometimes being that person who that who sees. Uh, these these producers on a regular basis and has a sense of of how people are doing and checking in uh, is is that something you see as a as a role for yourself as a veterinarian as well absolutely i and i uh, you're right i am very passionate about this particular topic i think it's um finally coming to the surface of of you know ending the stigma surrounding mental health um, or mental illness and, and focusing on mental health. And, and I think um, when it comes to farmers, you're right. Veterinarians um, are key players in that as first responders, so to speak, in that we see those people on a regular basis. And so we can identify when things start to change or, or things are different around the farm or, or with, their, with that person. Um, we have close relationships. We've got that level of trust that um, 
we can have difficult conversations and they are extremely difficult, but they are um, always rewarding. You're, you know, you can never really go wrong in, in checking in with someone. Um, and, and I think that um, even, even once something is identified, having that ongoing relationship um, and, and I'm the first to, to share with my, with my clients that, you know, veterinarians struggle with this stuff too, and, and they're not alone. And, uh, you know, we've been through some stuff at the, at the vet clinic. I've been through some stuff in my own personal life. Um, and, and I think it can make us all very relatable. And I think that's, it, that's important um, because veterinarians are generally highly respected and as advisors and coaches um, to, their, to their clients and within their community. Um, and we genuinely, um, our, our goal is, is to help producers be successful. And the only way they can do that is if they are healthy. And so it's, it's not just about the health of the, of the farm or of the animals and the farm, but also the farmer. And, and we genuinely do, um, care and notice these things and, and yeah, just, it puts us in a position to be in the right place at the right time. Yep, exactly. And, and, and I think it's a, it's a, it's an important lesson for all of us at any time, but especially in these, in these stressful times is just to check in. If you notice, if you notice something's different, just ask, how are you doing? Like you say, it can be, it can be awkward. It can be difficult, uh, but it can be so important and it can be uh, so impactful that, that uh, it really is, it, it really is worth taking that chance. Yeah, it, it shows people how much you care, right? You wouldn't ask, "Hey, how you doing?" Or, like I've noticed some some things are different. Are are you doing okay? If if you didn't care, right? So one, you noticed, and two, you're going to take time out of your day to have a conversation. It it goes a long way. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's it's just so important. I can't I can't even I could talk about that all day long. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I promised you I wouldn't take too long. No, that's right. Uh, but I, I appreciate. It. I, it, to me personally, it's an imp- it's a profoundly important issue as well. And and I think uh, you know I, I I wanted to highlight it because because it's it's really an important role that a veterinarian can play. That 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 in these times where people have fewer people that they interact with, it's more important that those interactions become not only positive interactions, but but insightful ones to say is everything okay but we should be doing that in our broader social and work circles anyway just checking in with people yeah and and i think if i if i can um one more thing about it oh yeah no please please um i want to put in a plug for continuing education i mean i think that's something veterinarians are super familiar with um, and, and producers too, they're always, they're always learning more, whether that be from magazines or from attending courses. And, but something I think we shy away from is, is in our own personal development. Um, you know, there, there's, if you feel uncomfortable or really awkward about these types of conversations, or you don't know how to help the Canadian mental health association has put together, um, mental health first aid for farmers. And so, you know, between um, Andrea Bitten-Jones, the Do More Ag Foundation, there's so many avenues to access courses and and education materials to make you more comfortable in having those conversations. And I strongly encourage farmers to take it, as well as veterinarians or anyone who is uh, working closely with, with producers. In, in agriculture yeah. because 
they, they're going to pick up tips and tricks that can really go a long way. Yep. Help, help you identify uh, when someone might be struggling and help you identify or help, help you ask questions in a way that, that people will feel like they can engage. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And again, I would highlight that that's important, whether you're working with producers or students like I do or, yes. or, or whatever, uh, those sorts of training programs can, can, can be so valuable in, in finding ways to help people who are struggling. So I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to doing that. I, I always give at the end of uh, at, at the end of a conversation uh, an opportunity to say is there is is there something else that you want to add is there a question that you thought I might ask that I didn't or is there a point you want to make before before I let you go no I, I think we covered the the high points of the things that I uh, am most passionate about it and uh, yeah it, it was a, it was really nice talking with you Mike yeah, good. Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, I know it's a busy time. It's a different time. Uh, and uh, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, be well, be safe, and uh, looking forward to chatting again soon. That wraps up another episode of the Food Focus podcast. We very much appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you just discovered Food Focus, you can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. If you enjoy the podcast, please give us a review. It helps others find us. Before we go, I want to thank my producer, Zach, for his hard work in making each episode sound good and for his original music that helps us transition. He does the hard work and we get to have all of the fun. Thanks. Have a great day.